This week's Four Questions Journalist Spotlight is brought to you by Lefts Atlanta Media, Atlanta's best journalist database. Subscribe at leftsatlantamedia.com. Welcome to another edition of our Four Questions Journalist Spotlight. We are talking today, this week, with J.D. Capilouto, who you probably remember from the uh, Journal Constitution, but J.D.'s got a new job with a, a website called Semaphore, or a news organization called Semaphore. Am I, am I pronouncing that correctly? Perfectly. Okay, cool. Sometimes people are like, it looks so, it looks one way, but it's like, no, it's not Semaphore, it's Semaphore. Yeah. Something, something funky like that. Cause we want I've to heard be a fun- few incorrect pronunciations. Yeah, I have to connect the <laughs> correct people. And yeah, be like, oh, well, you know, we want to be funny and different, you know? So we mm-hmm. took a word, we took a name that you would obviously pronounce one way and came up with a mm-hmm. funky name for it that no one will ever remember. <laughs> uh, well, let's, let's do this first, JD. Tell me yeah. first, uh, give me a little background about your journalist career history and then we'll, and then we'll want to kind of get into what Semaphore is all about. Yeah. Yeah, so thanks for having me. I am from Atlanta originally. So I'm a native. I, you know, grew up went to Grady High School back when it was still called Grady High School. Uh, you know, went to Boston for college, but then uh, came back right after, and I interned at the AJC one summer during college, uh, which was really exciting. So it was my hometown paper. I grew up reading it. Um, I looked up to a lot of the journalists that were there, uh, and so getting an internship there was really exciting. Uh, that was summer before my senior year. And then I, I did my last year of college and then afterwards uh, had kept in touch with editors there and uh, found out there was a spot that was open uh, on the AJC's breaking news team. Um, and and so uh, that was the job that, that I applied for and got. And that's how I joined the AJC back in 2018. Uh, so over four years ago now um, and uh, had a great several years there. Uh, was there for about four years. Yeah, I started on the breaking news team, like I said, and worked my way up to what was then called the hyper local team covering DeKalb County, especially a lot of the cities in DeKalb County, as, lo- uh, as well as the county commission. Um, and then, you know, roles changed a lot during the pandemic. Things kind of shifted. Um, I covered a lot of issues around homelessness and housing and, and poverty and hunger, um, which is a really interesting beat to have during that time. And then eventually shifted uh, and took on the role of city hall reporter uh, for the AJC. Uh, and me and my uh, colleague, Wilborn Nobles, we covered the uh, mayor's race, which was just coming around that year, um, which ended up being a, a really, really interesting race with uh, Keisha Lance Bottoms deciding not to run for a second term <laughs> and former mayor Kasim Reed coming back. So it was a right. really uh, yeah. exciting that, that entree was, yeah. into the world of Atlanta politics. Yeah. Yeah. And, and as a, anyone who covers politics and elections will tell you the, the last five years or so in Georgia have been a little bit crazier right. and more interesting mm-hmm. than, than they were before. Definitely. And we were coming right off of that period where we had the 2020 election and then the early 2021 runoffs for Senate. And then that whole year was then dominated by craziness of Atlanta politics. So it was kind of <laughs> this, this wild moment and uh, people were really interested in it. And it was a really fun uh, time to, to write about Atlanta politics and a really good way to kind of build my skills as a, as a political reporter. Um, and so I was at the AJC um, after that, the new administration um, it took over, obviously, at the beginning of, of this year, um, and then I was there up until September when I left for, for Semaphore. So tell me, give me a little background. What is, yeah. what is Semaphore? And, and mm-hmm. I want to make sure that you give me the, the website link, too, so we yeah, so, drive people to that. Yeah, for those who are listening, it's spelled S-E-M-A-F-O-R, so semaphore.com is the website. It's a new startup. It's started by Ben Smith and Justin Smith. Uh, who are not related, uh, but Ben is the former BuzzFeed <laughs> News 
editor-in-chief, and then he went on to be the New York Times media columnist. And uh, Justin, who is the Semaphore CEO, uh, was the CEO of Bloomberg Media, and before that was president at The Atlantic. And um, so they've long, both had kind of long uh, careers in journalism and uh, left their jobs to start uh, this new startup. So it is um, very global. That's one of its main intentions is that um, it, it's intended to not be just specific around one area. And uh, the first hub they're opening up outside of the U.S. Uh, is Africa. And so they're hiring a lot of journalists there. Um, but they want to be intentionally global by offering different uh, global points of view on a variety of stories of business and tech um, and politics are some of the big um, topics right now. Um, but they're, they, they plan to grow. And um, yeah, it's been a really exciting time. One thing that they, they uh, is one of the kind of focal points of Semaphore is that for a lot of uh, stories, journalists are, um, they, they have their view in the story, not necessarily kind of their, their stance on a political issue, but kind of their analysis and where they're coming from. So you can read a story and it clearly dif- differentiates the, the news and then the reporter's view where they kind of say, here's what this means. Cause the way that, uh, Semaphore kind of approaches this is that in a lot of traditional media storytelling, that's all kind of infused into one article and and it can be hard for a lot of readers who are overwhelmed to to kind of know the difference between okay like how much of this is is the reporter saying their analysis of what it means and how much of this is just a straight fact so some before tries to differentiate that and provide views from different countries um and and we also have a whole slate of newsletters so please go sign up semaphore.com uh, <laughs> i think i'm signed up for for the, at least one of them already. Yeah, um, so we have a daily flagship newsletter yeah. that is kind of a, a great roundup of, of global uh, stories uh, in a really succinct format. Yeah. So where where are they based? Where is Semaphore based in the U.S.? Is it is it here in Atlanta? So or? yeah, m- no, most of the people are in New York and uh, D.C. I'm actually okay. the only person in Atlanta. Um, you know, I, I was here when when I applied and got the job, and um, thinking about moving up to New York maybe, but uh, for now, staying staying in Atlanta, I have no immediate uh, reason to move. I can I can do this remotely, and I have gone up and met my colleagues in New York, which is really fun. Well, um, I think I think so, there's yeah. a lot of a lot of value in not having all your people in the same city, especially in New right. York and DC. Mm-hmm. You, you get into that inside the Beltway, you know, definitely mentality. Yeah. And if you don't yeah. have people in other in other cities, then you sometimes you lose perspective. For sure. We also have people like that on the West Coast and uh, in London. There's a hub there as well as reporters were hiring uh, in Africa as well. Um, so it, they do and they do plan to kind of grow from there and, and make it bigger. But, yeah, it's great being, you know, being in the South for them for the runoff uh, Senate runoff this year. For example, I was able to go be at Warnock's election party and add some color that they might not otherwise have had. And obviously insight as a journalist um, who's based here and has written about Georgia. So it's been great. So wh- where's the hub in Africa going to be? Uh, there, uh, I don't know if there's going to be one main hub. I know they're hiring in uh, Nairobi, uh, in Lagos, and in uh, I think Johannesburg. Um, I'm not sure if there's going to be one centralized yeah. hub. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's great. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. th- there's Africa is is a place that does not. I mean, it's, it's a huge continent, and people have no concept of how big it is and how many people are there, right? And, and the issues. And it, you know, journalists I've talked to over the over the years have just said, you know, it's just it's hard to get a news organization to commit the resources to do to cover Africa because it's so big and it's, it's not right. like you can jet from Cote d'Ivoire to, to the, to uh, South Africa in, yeah. in, a, in a day. It's, it mm-hmm. takes, a, it takes a while to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're, they're hiring a lot of, I think local reporters and yeah. um, kind of uh, the idea with the first hubs being the U S and Africa is the most developed media landscape and the fastest growing media landscape. Um, yeah, so that I think cool. some of our sees a lot of growth there, which is really exciting. Yeah. How does, so, so you get, is, is the idea to cover lots of 
the big global issues and, and kind of with the a little bit of the difference that you that you talked about but i guess the question would be how how does how is semaphore going to differentiate itself from lots of other you know news websites Right. I should. I, I realized I forgot to also talk about my role. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm on Let's, the breaking news team yeah. uh, is, is what our team is called. It's essentially kind of a general assignment uh, team. It, it's a small team, but we cover pretty much anything happening anywhere. And so we try to differentiate ourselves in ways where uh, we have what's called like the semaform, which is kind of what they call the, the breaking up those different sections in a story. And so we try to think of how when we think about which stories we do, kind of where can we add the most value with those different kind of subsections. So you'll see a lot of our stories will say the view from Japan, if there's something from Japan related to that topic that has an interesting perspective on it. Um, We'll do room for disagreement if there's uh, kind of a a story that needs a little bit of nuance in terms of how different sides view it. Um, So we try to think of ways where we can kind of like move the needle um, we, you know, without necessarily being in Ukraine, is there a, an interesting viral video from Ukraine that we can talk about why it's going viral and provide some of the background context and kind of give the reader, uh, you know, make it really easy for them to understand, but also give them some some kind of new insight that they might not have known before. Yeah. Um, it's tricky, and we're all still kind of we're still growing and figuring out. Um, but it's been fun to kind of play with the different kinds <laughs> of story forms, especially coming from such a local politics beat where a lot of it is kind of entrenched. Of here's here's what I'll cover. Here's the city council meeting. Here's the legislation. It passed. Now I can kind of write about anything, which is both daunting <laughs> and really fun. <laughs> yeah. So let's see. So wh- when did Semaphore officially launch? Uh, in mid-October of this okay. year. So and we're still did... very new. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you joined? Of 2021. When? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 2021. And you, and you joined when? Oh, 2022. Gosh. Yeah, but <laughs> Losing saying, track. Was, it's around it was, the new year. It was Sorry. this year, right? It was, it was, yeah, it was 2022. <laughs> uh, October 2022. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> and, you, and you started when? I started a few weeks earlier, so I came in pre-launch um, okay. and was able to kind of meet everyone and, and learn how the systems work and everything. But okay. I was there when we launched. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Uh, and and obviously that you know I always tell folks you know, to kind of get a feel for the kind of stories that that Semaphore is covering. Then go to the website and go to the website. See, sign up for the newsletters, right? Definitely sign up for the newsletters. There's a variety of topics. Obviously, there's the main flagship one that I mentioned that is kind of global general interest. Um, news you need to know for today. Um, but there's also a daily politics newsletter and then some biweekly newsletters about climate, tech, uh, business. There's an African newsletter, media. So there's a lot of different topics for folks who are interested in different things. And they'll be, get a lot of good news and insight from that. So so if someone has a, either a story idea or a subject matter expert they think might be interesting mm-hmm. for you guys, is it what's the best way to kind of should they contact you and then you kind of figure out, okay, this goes to this person or this goes to that person? Yeah, especially if you're based in Atlanta, I would love to chat and connect. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I, jcapaluto at semaphore.com. It's also on my Twitter bio. Um, feel free to email me or if um, what could also work is kind of subscribe to one of the newsletters and then you can always just reply to that newsletter and it goes directly to the the reporter who wrote it. Um, so if it's okay. a specific tech issue or business, mm-hmm. something like that, um, you can find that newsletter and then really easily just get in touch. Yeah, because you're you're breaking news, and, and I guess they're like for the environmental newsletter. There's going to be a, mm-hmm. a a specific person who is the environmental reporter Correct. who kind of mm-hmm. le- leads the coverage for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and can you can the you different verticals? It? Yeah, different, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, okay. How many different verticals are there? Um, putting you on the spot <laughs> really quick. I know I can go to I can go to our website. Really that's fast. right. That's right. Um, we'll count up later. Like six or seven right now, but they okay. have I think they have plans for more. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's good. 
Uh, <clears throat> are there, obviously with, with the breaking news, you don't necessarily plan ahead, but are there stories that you're thinking about, hey, the, uh, in addition to my breaking news, I, I want to cover mm-hmm. this topic. Yeah. The breaking news, you do sometimes plan ahead if there's an event you know is coming up or some speech or some verdict or something, but beyond beyond stuff like that, um, I, I'm very interested when it comes to tech advancements. One, the, like kind of the future of, of social media with Twitter, we found that those uh, stories are, for me, are really fun to write and usually, um, you know, have, have a decent level of engagement online. Um, kind of the future of social media, I think it's just a very interesting topic in general. Uh, another one for me is is AI uh, and kind of how that trickles down and impacts <laughs> folks uh, real lives. And, um, we're seeing, you know, with this new chat GBT thing that came out a few weeks ago and everyone was using it to, to kind of make these fake prompts, um, was, was a really kind of interesting way that it reached the masses in, in, in a way that I don't think we've seen before. So I'm curious as, as those advance, advancements continue, kind of how they, how they play out in real life. So that's I, the kind I of general one. I, I haven't seen that one yet. G- GBT? Chat, it's called chat, uh, chat GPT. Actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, oh, okay. it's kind of that, this really advanced yeah. chatbot where you can have okay. a conversation with it. It'll remember your past questions and conversations. It goes beyond like the really basic chatbots that existed earlier. I just, um, I just saw that this morning. Mm-hmm. Some, there are a lot someone, of people, yeah, yeah, doing these like absurd prompts, uh, like write a, a Seinfeld episode with you know all the characters as animals or something, and it'll literally <laughs> write like a script. Okay, all <laughs> right. like you know something like that. Um, have you? Have it's you really, been? It's really cool. Have you been uh, experimenting with some of the other newer social media channels, you know, Mastodon or Post News, any of those? I'm on Post and I'm on Mastodon. Uh, I still haven't gotten like quite the hang of them yet. They don't seem, at least to me so far, as user friendly as Twitter is. Yeah. Um, and it seems like there hasn't been like this massive, massive exodus from Twitter that that really is um, forcing people to leave. But I am trying to get familiar with the other ones. Um, yeah, Mas- Mastodon takes it. People people are confused about okay. There's like twenty different servers. Which the server servers? I, yeah. Which server do I start on? Mm-hmm. But you can also see stuff on the other servers. Right. Each server it, has their own different uh, like rules and stuff. So yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't seem to matter which server you join. You can connect with anybody right. as long as you know their mm-hmm. their addresses on the other mm-hmm. servers. And then Post looks similar to Facebook and Twitter in some ways. Yeah, it, um, it seems like more. They see it's more news focused. Um, and, uh, yeah, it seems, uh, very, very clean, which I like more than Mastodon, which is a little confusing to navigate. Post was a little more simple, yeah. but they don't have many, as many capabilities yet. As, as yeah. Post, I just, I joined, I joined those two a couple of weeks ago just to, yeah, just to see how, A, how easy they were to join it. But then I had trouble finding people who I, who I know. Right. Besides, so yeah. Like, yeah, okay. yeah. And then I got nervous about posting on my Twitter to follow me on post or Mastodon because there was temporarily that was not allowed, but. Uh, yeah, 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 that was that was the thing. I think they did they stop doing that. I think I think uh, they did. They rolled that back. Yeah, yeah. Said okay. Yeah, that was that was a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> all right. So here's here's the most challenging question. What what is something cool or fun about oh, yeah. JD that people might not know? One thing is that I am actually half German. I have German citizenship, um, and so I can go there and not have to get a visa or anything like that. Um, and uh, I love traveling to Germany, and I have a lot of family there. And I would love to someday live and work there, if possible. But first, I have to learn German, which I know a decent amount, but I'm not fluent yet. So that's next on my <laughs> list of, of personal goals. <laughs> so my wife's family is from uh, 
southern germany and she she's second generation but she speaks uh, a an older version of german mm. you know from like her parents came over in the 50s yeah so the the version of german that she speaks when she talks when she talks in that version to her relatives currently they yeah. look at her funny like you're like you're speaking from it's like sense. a different dialect. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. it's like you're. It's like you're. It's like someone from the 1700s talking to you. Mm, oh, yeah. You know, it, yeah. it's it's kind of like that dip, that different flow. Interesting. Yeah, my family is in the northwest, really close to the Dutch border, okay. and there are some. They have a, an interesting dialect in the, the place where they speak, where um, it's not all like der die das. There's a lot of just like duh. They kind of just replace duh for all of that, and so you know, it's. I speak. I speak no German. So when I when we go over there, I just kind of nod a little bit. Yeah, a lot of German. Most, most of them have been, their English is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. But they'll get into conversations and they'll, they'll lapse into German. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm just going to go do something else. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they're they're in kind of the south, like Karlsruhe, and uh, kind of towards okay. the Swiss border on that okay. side. Yeah, that might be why it sounds different. Well, yeah, that possibly. that too. That too. Yeah, yeah she, she tells Swiss me used, is... she says there used to be like a high German. And then, mm. oh, interesting. Yeah, so cool. um, I I can't remember which which one she speaks. Yeah. Okay, all right. So, what's the lightning round? So, last book you've read, or the last podcast you listened to? Because I'm finishing this book called Severance. It's by Ling Ma. Uh, it is not the same Severance as the Apple TV Plus show. Um, <laughs> it's a really different story. Um, it just has the same name, um, and it's about this this young girl who works in New York at a publishing plant before and after a deadly disease kills most of the planet but it was written pre-covid and it's very interesting to see kind of the parallels between like what you know this writer figured would happen in like a worldwide pandemic situation versus what actually happened in terms of masking and stuff so if you don't like pandemic you know content it might not be for you but um i find that stuff kind of interesting especially when it's it's not based on covid it kind of predicted in a weird way a lot of the stuff that we're seeing now um yeah favorite local restaurant Mm, that's a tough one. Um, in terms of like the old classics, I really like Fox Brothers for barbecue. Um, and obviously like manuals, I grew up going to manuals a lot and you know, <laughs> okay. have like a, a personal love for that beyond just like the place as a journalist hangout. Yeah, yeah. Also, um, Bold Monk Brewing uh, in Northwest Atlanta. Okay. It's really good food. Yeah. All right. Favorite guilty pleasure? Like reality shows. Um I love Survivor, but also some of the like trashier ones, like um, you know, The Circle or like Too Hot to Handle on Netflix, and like some of the Real Housewives shows. All Those right. are yeah. Uh, local getaway. How local are we talking? Uh, Georgia, like, Georgia, Georgia. Probably Tybee Island. Yeah. Okay, well, that's I a good one. That's mm-hmm. good. All right, and favorite non-work hobby. Um, probably just like exploring Atlanta and going on on like walks and hikes around <laughs> Atlanta. Um, my other like local local getaway like I love Cochrane Shoals up at Chattahoochee River, right? Um, like one. just like at the perimeter. Um, that's like that, those kind of walks that go on on the Beltline, like exploring like different all the different breweries and bars that are opening everywhere. It's very fun to me. Um, so yeah, kind of a, I don't know if it's a boring hobby, but I enjoy it. Yeah, nope, it's a good it's, like hey, it's good to get out. Yeah, it's a good work. Getting getting, getting out into, yeah. into into nature is always a, yeah always a great thing. Yeah. Um, is there anything else about you or about uh, semaphore that we haven't talked about that we should mention. Hmm. No, I think that pretty much covered it, except for sign up for semaphore, follow us on Twitter. You get all the breaking news there. And yeah, follow me on Twitter. Yeah. 
Excellent. And post and math <laughs> and all the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Well, we've been talking with JD Capilouto with Semaphore. Uh, and as always, uh, look for these journalist spotlights uh, almost every week, maybe every week or two, depending on whether I'm camping or not. And uh, you know, as always, if you want to find uh, our database of local Atlanta media, go to leftsatlantamedia.com. And if you need help with a, if you're a journalist looking for a source, go to mitchesmediamatch.com or just give me a call and, and we'll hook you up. JD, thank you for being with us. Thanks, Mitch. I appreciate it.